0: My time is very limited today, so we'll turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter 73. Psalms, the 73rd chapter. I'm going to go to two very familiar scriptures, but I have felt especially led back to these verses for this service today. And I do not come to preach a sermon. I hope I can deliver a message to someone. Psalms chapter 73, verse number 16. The psalmist said, when I thought to know this, the understanding of what all was going on in his life, he said it was too painful for me. It was too difficult to understand. Until, everybody say until. Until I went Into the sanctuary of God. Then, everybody underline the word then. Then understood I their end. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning about the ministry of the sanctuary. The ministry of the sanctuary. You may be seated. I hope that you don't miss what the Lord would like to say to you today. Somehow you would leave here different than you came. Because it almost happened to this psalmist. He admitted in the first portion of this psalm that he had almost missed something critically important in his life. He missed it almost because he was looking the wrong direction and his eyes were in the wrong or on the wrong thing. But so it is in life, how often in life, life troubles us. By that I mean that distresses come and dilemmas arise and difficulties mount and worries surface and anxieties increase because of what we are going through or dealing with. And when life troubles us, it then begins to try us. It stresses us. It vexes us. It stabs at our senses. It cracks our resolve. It affects our attitude. And not only does it try us, but if it stays in that condition, it will tax you. It will strain you, it will stretch you, it will overload you, it will burden you and challenge you. It will drain you and exhaust you of all of your energies, so that you feel like giving up. Sometimes, even though we know the truth, life still shakes us. It still gets to us. Feelings are often manifest in our life that shock us. Things that happen and thoughts that arise that we are ashamed to even admit are there. Though he dared not speak those words, they were still in his mind. And he knew not to speak them because when you speak them, you give life one thing to think it, it's another thing to say it. You need to be careful what you say in life about what's going on in your life. Here in this psalm is a good man in a very bad frame of mind. A good man who has found himself in a bad place. And he was in a he described it as a slippery place. Everybody say slippery. Asap had been greatly disturbed by the anomalies of life. There were just some things that were going on he could not understand. Knowledge that he had was <clears throat> was not doing him sufficient good. He knew things about God, but they didn't... They didn't seem to balance with what he saw in life. But some things were happening to him at this moment that he described as being too painful to know, too hard to understand. And when he started down this slippery slope, it's interesting to note what happened to him. He said things that were out of his character. He began to speak things that were not things that he would normally say. I have learned this much in pastoring that if you will listen to what a person's saying you can tell a lot about their spiritual condition if you will listen to their conversations you will fo- soon find out where they are spiritually and because he was moving in the wrong direction he started making wrong conclusions he he, he began to say things like i've done all this in vain All of these sacrifices and all of this serving God has been for nothing. Look at the rich man. He has no trouble like I have and he has no problems like I do. And it seems so unfair. When I was reading this psalm this week, the Lord began to talk to me. And this is what he said. What you see in life affects what you say about life. Amen what you see around you, what you allow your eyes to dwell upon, the things that get your attention. I'm not talking about a random thought that goes through your mind, but I'm talking about a train of thinking. I'm talking about lingering in certain thoughts and on certain things for too long a period of time. And when you allow what you see to affect your life, it will begin to affect of the culture that you find life. You begin to take on the tone of the culture that you find yourself in. And then he discovered that what he said about life become the setting of his life. It became what his life settled into, this morose, depressed, overwhelmed, burdened, an unknowing situation was more than he could bear. And when you live in the wrong setting long enough, it will sink you. Amen. And that's what happened to him. He began to slip. I read something not long ago that was interesting to me, that the Nimitz-class ship uh, that sails the oceans, that, that, that part of America's flagship Naval force is made up of 47 tons of steel. Think about that. 47 tons of steel that can carry 97,000 tons of weight. Now I'm gonna, I'm not real smart, but I know this. If I took a lead bar, down to the dock in Baytown or down to Galveston and I dropped it in the water, I know where it would be going. Straight down. But here is a vessel that has 47 tons of steel. And yet it's buoyant and it stays afloat. And it dawned on me that It's not the weight that's on you. It's how you carry that weight that will determine whether you seek or survive. And here was a man that all of this stuff came and he he wasn't carrying it properly. And so as a result of that, he began to seek. And what he did was embarrassing to himself. He said, I. I thought things that if I had confessed them, it would have shaken God's own people. But I was smart enough to know that I don't have to say everything that I think. But he found a solution. It was a simple one. It was a powerful one. What kept him from going down in that abyss and what saved him was a trip to the sanctuary. It was coming into... The house of God. And here is a man that discovered what saved him from that slippery slope. It was the sanctuary of the Lord. The sanctuary has always been a place for a divine meeting. It's always been a place for God to answer questions and solve riddles in our life. Psalms 20 and 2 said that you can find help in the sanctuary. Psalm 63 and 2 said you can see the glory and the power of God in the sanctuary. Psalm 77:13 says that you can find his ways in the sanctuary. Psalm 93 and 6 says that strength and beauty are in the sanctuary. It is so important that we understand where we are today. We're not just among friends. We're not just amid a fellowship of a body. We are in the sanctuary of the Most High. We are in the presence of the Almighty. And in His presence, there is fullness of joy. And at His right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. The only place in the world where you will ever see life clearly, right here. Out there, you can see it the way you need to see it. It takes coming into the sanctuary. Because he was not seeing clearly, he was not thinking clearly. That's what happens to a lot of us when we become overwhelmed at life. And we, don't, we can't make the riddles and rhymes of life work out, we allow it to sink into our thinking and we allow that thinking to push us down that slippery slope toward that abyss. And because he was not thinking clearly, he was not speaking wisely. I wonder this morning what is coming out of your mouth and mine today in regards to our circumstances. I have news for you this morning. I hope I don't Burden you too much, but I've got news for you that just coming to church is not the goal. Just coming to church is not the goal. Singing is not the goal. Worship is not the goal. The goal is that we can come into His presence because when we are in His presence, He can solve the riddles. He can clear up our foggy look, our our foggy thinking. He can clear up eyes that have been jaundiced by situations in life. And he can give light and revelation that will help us get through what we're going through. Amen. Somewhere in this building today, there's somebody that's struggling with some stuff in life that you just can't seem to wrap your hands around. And it's putting you in a bad frame of mind. And and if I listen close enough, I would hear things coming from you that would not be Productive for a child of God. But if you can get into His presence. If somehow you can get past the people here today. You can get past what somebody might think about you. And somehow connect with Him. I promise you, God will clear up that mind that is disturbed and that spirit that is troubled. God will clear up your thinking and He will straighten out your tongue. Amen. You see, when he got in the sanctuary, it changed the tone of his life. Some of us need a change of tone. Amen. by that I mean that sound that is comes out of us. The way of speaking, the prevailing character or the color of our life. Some of us have allowed life to so. Pitch us in the negative that we don't know how to speak anything right. We don't know how to speak anything positive. We find wrong in everything. We find injustice in everything. We find unfairness everywhere we look. It's all because we've allowed our eyes to be held by the wrong thing. And when you get in the wrong frame of mind, it's not long until your tongue falls right in line and it begins to speak those things that are in line with that faulty thinking. I did all this for no reason. God's, look, look at them. They're, 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 they're going through life. Happy-go-lucky. They never have any problems. They seem to be enjoying everything about life. And here I am. I'm struggling to pay my bills. I'm struggling to raise my family. I'm struggling to do right. And every time I turn around, I get hit by something else. What's fair about this, God? Man, what you need is a good move in the sanctuary. You need a good move to the sanctuary. You need to get yourself into the presence of God. Not just some of you think that because you're here, you've done it. You've reached your goal for the day. You can check that one off your list. And say, well, I did Went to church today. You need to do more than go to church today. You need to find your way in the presence of God. Because that's the only thing that's going to fix what's going on up here. And what's happening in here. When I get into his presence, there's fullness of joy. It happened just a little while ago. We sang, we've done that every Sunday we've been here. We sing, we sing, and then all of a sudden something happens. There's a door that opens, and it's like a floodgate comes uh, to us, and we step into something that's bigger than us. And all of a sudden, the burden that we were carrying doesn't seem so heavy anymore. Instead of us feeling like we're sinking, we feel like we're going to make it, we're buoyant, we're on top of it. We're going to get through this. We can overcome this. It just takes a trip to the sanctuary. Helps to change the tone of your life. It'll change the color of life. Amen. Some of you lost your color. Amen. You're just looking at life in black and white. Hey, look, when you get into the presence of God, He can give you technicolor. He can give you eyes that can see. That even though you don't believe it, you are blessed beyond description right now. You're better off right now than you've been in your entire life and you're still griping about it. You say, how could that be? I could tell you a million ways how. You're not having to worry about burying your wife this morning. You're not having to find a place to bury a child. You're not having to deal with the loss of a loved one this morning. Amen. You got a job. Any of you have jobs? Oh, some of you ashamed of them or you just don't have one. You got an income? I'm not talking about outco. I'm talking about income. You do have income coming in. Yeah. And yet we allow life to get us down. We allow life to so affect us and jaundice us that we cannot even see how blessed we are until we get into the sanctuary. And when we get in His presence, something happens. Scales begin to fall off. We begin to look around and we see, man, the Lord bless me. Look, look at I have moving body parts. That's a great victory for me. Some of you don't know what all I've been through in my life, but I'm thankful I can move arms today because there was a point in my life where I couldn't do any of that. But thank God I can today. I have a lot of aches and pain, but that's not what I want to focus on. What I want to remember is the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, that God is still for me and that He is here to help me today if I will let Him help me. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give. Hallelujah. This is what I've learned. That when you change the tone of your life. It will change the tune of your life. You'll start singing a new song. You'll get it pitched up in the right key. Some of you. I shouldn't say some of you. Some of us are singing in minor keys. Amen. Minor keys. That's always depressing. Minor keys. I have never been in. In a worship service where minor, chorded, keyed songs, if that's a good way to put it, have ever lifted me up. I get through singing about all my troubles and all my woes and I feel like crawling under the pew. But I like it when there's a change in the tune. I like it when there's a change in the tone that produces a change in the tune. I like it when I come into his presence and he just washes over me. And when he washes over me, he washes away all that junk that's accumulated in my mind. And all those negative thoughts that I've let come into my heart. And all of that stuff that I've pondered in my mind that's not right. He washes. Get out of my mind. And then, then I began to think clearly. Then I began to see things as they really are. And I realized how blessed I am. Amen. How blessed I am. Uh, You know what? I'm going to confess something today. I wish this wasn't on video, but I'm going to confess something today. I never wanted to live in Houston. I never wanted to live in Houston. But I married a wife. No, that's not my excuse. I had no, no, I thought, you know what? I'm going to find, I'm going to be in East Texas. I love trees. I love water. Man, I'm going to find a place up there. And lo and behold, here I am 25 years plus in this place. And uh, 40 something years based out of Houston. One day I was, when we, when I was evangelizing, I was driving out of the neighborhood. I was going to a revival. I was leaving early on a Sunday morning, driving to the church and I don't know, I guess the Lord had to work on me because over the last few weeks of my life, I had been going through this, this, this spell of just, just depression and all of these things that you you're struggling here and you're trying to make it there and this isn't right and that's not right and I'm driving out of the neighborhood and I look up and I see in my neighborhood I see this beautiful blooming tree and the Lord said look 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 at that one more time and I looked again and I had driven by it so much and so often that I hadn't even recognized the beauty in my own neighborhood. Amen. I pull up into my driveway and I'm thinking, oh Lord, got bills to pay, kids to raise, problems to solve. When I'm driving out, the Lord said, you need to open your eyes and realize where you're living. Open your eyes and realize That I'm still here. That I'm still with you. All that other stuff is just stuff. It's going to pass away. But this is what counts. What you see there, the life that I give that tree is the life that I can give you. The life that I put in that is the life that I can give you. You need to wake up and appreciate what you have right now. And you know what? When I started doing that, all of a sudden praise started flowing out of my mouth. And a song came to my lip. And I journeyed the rest of the way singing of the praises of our God. What happened? I'll tell you what happens. When you get in the right place, God's going to work on your mind. Amen. He's going to put you in the right frame of mind. And I need it. I don't know about you, but I need it. I need my mind worked on all the time. Praise God. He came into the presence of the Lord and God opened His eyes and He began to sing a new song. And when He considered life from God's point of view, all of life 's troubles seem to vanish amen that 's what something something of that nature needs to happen to somebody here today and fear's wiped away, an outlook brightened, a song of thanks again upon your lips god 's been good he 's really been good he 's been so good to me amen i can 't let him down. He found a solution to his problems in the light of God's presence. And so you and I, if we can ever get past the stuff, if we, if we can ever get past people, that was what Job was wrestling with more than anything was people. People. amen. sometimes, even I've said it, I'd love pastoring if it wasn't for people. <laughs> I didn't really mean that, but... You know, you'd, life would be so much better if you didn't have to deal with people. But when you get in the presence of God, you begin to see things like you need to see them. Amen. And what a difference it makes. This old man went from bitterness. He went from complaining to worship. He went from moaning to praising. What a wonderful transformation when you get in the presence of God. It's here right now. I don't even know if some of you realize that right now but he's here he's right here now and all you gotta do is just lift up your hands and say god i need you i need your touch today i need you to lay your hand i'm thinking wrong i'm talking wrong i'm, I'm saying the wrong things i need to i need to, uh, I need you to work over my vocabulary i need you to put some new words in my mouth praise unto the lord amen let's stand together Hallelujah. When I went into the sanctuary, I found that missing element that I needed in my life. The only thing that can keep you afloat. It can take all the weight of the world and not be sunk. If you're in the right presence, Amen. Reach over and take somebody by the hand right now. I feel like God wants to minister to somebody here in this place today. In the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, you're here right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I need you to minister right now. Lord. I need you to lift a load in this place. I need you to help somebody carry that load. I need you to help righten my thinking. I need you to. I, I need you to touch my tongue. I need you to help me. Take the scales from my eyes. Lord, help me. Help me to get a a new outlook on life. Help me to get a new vision of, of what could be, what can be, what will be. Oh, Lord, it is good for me to draw near to You. It's good for me to draw near to You. It's good for me, Lord, to reach out to You. It's good for me just linger in your presence Lord I need you to wash over me I need you to wash over my thoughts today God I need you to cleanse my mind I need you to wash out of me that bitterness and wash out of me the hatred and wash out of me the anger and the resentment good. oh hallelujah You've been wash so me good. wash me Lord, Lord wash you me. Are good. hallelujah Yes.